Hello everyone, welcome back to Sassy Sundays with Rhea. It is Sunday, it is Rhea, and we are back. I just think it's so funny how I almost have a college degree now and I spend a lot of time just recording my voice on a Apple headphones microphone because that's just what the world has come to. People who are software engineers who have high, high levels of education, which I don't, I have a bachelor's degree at this point, um, end up just doing content creation because it's so much easier um, to talk in a microphone. I guess for some people, for some people not. I, I can't really... Um, you know, say that for everyone. Uh, But yeah, I just think this is so funny. This is what my life has come to. But I truly do enjoy it. Ever since I was young, I love talking into cameras and talking to people and just nonstop blah, 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 blah. So if you're still here sticking with me on this episode, thank you so much for listening as always. And I'm just going to get right into it. Um, And hopefully you can hear me well. I'm going to go ahead and check the audio later. But Um, I, here's the agenda, okay, for today's episode. You know, it's nice to have some structure in life, especially nowadays in quarantine when there's really such a lack of structure. It's nice to kind of know what's about to happen. So here's what we're going to do. First, I'm going to read something that my friend Almu from Spain, she sent to me, which I thought, which I think many people have seen. It's very been passed around quite a bit but I think it's a nice little reminder for not only myself but for everybody to kind of read this um, and know what's going on like it it just kind of gives some inspo so I'm going to read that and then on my Instagram I asked a bunch of people to ask me some questions I posted on my story and I got quite a few questions which I thought were pretty interesting and that could take up the whole episode so I'm going to answer some of your questions I'm sorry if I don't answer yours Um, but I think we should be able to, uh, break that down and talk about it. So thanks for, um, asking me questions. By the way, in my previous episode, I said how I keep seeing these numbers everywhere, 111, 222, all this stuff. And, um, (laughs) I, uh, you know, I, I still see it. So I'm going to read, uh, what my friend sent this to me. What my friend sent to me. Where is it? Okay. Are you guys ready? Okay. New York is three hours ahead of California, but that doesn't make California slow. Someone graduated at the age of 22, but waited five years before securing a good job. Holy shit. I hope that's not me. Someone, well, okay, that's, that's defeats the purpose, guys, of this whole thing. I'm sorry I said that, but I really hope that's not me. Someone became a CEO at 25, but died at 50, while another became a CEO at 50, but lived to 90 years. Someone is still single, me, while getting some, while someone else got married, not me. Obama retired at 55, while Trump started at 70. Oof, that's rough. Can you imagine getting the job of president at 70? I would be like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, that really just blows. Okay, sorry, it's kind of negative. Everyone in the world works based on their time zone. People around you might seem to be ahead of you, and some might seem behind you. But everyone is running their own race in their own time. Do not envy them. Do not mock them. They are in their time zone, and you are in yours. Life is waiting for the right time to act, so relax. You're not late, you're not early, you are very much on time. It's never too late. I just felt like, even though I mocked it a little bit, I just felt like that was so 
important to hear for me and for I think so many other people I've been talking to um a lot of my friends around the globe and you know a lot of my friends and just in different situations in their life and people are getting employed and people are getting laid off and people had plans for internships and all this stuff and it just kind of slips out of your hand because of the situation and the worst part is is you feel helpless and I think the only thing we can really say is just you know hey take it one step at a time and when I'm talking to you I'm talking to myself as well you know to kind of say that I think we just have to follow the path that we're meant to go on. And I think where we're all, it's just tough. I mean, what I, what I, my final say on the matter is every time I think I'm in a bad situation, I always kind of zoom out. And I tell my mom the same thing and anyone else who I talk to that if you think you're in a bad situation, there's a hundred people in much worse situation. And it, that just makes you feel better. It's not a good thing, obviously, but it's just true. Like, okay, if you're a 22-year-old person and you don't have a job right now, there's somebody who's 50 with a family and kids who have to go to college and groceries and they're supporting their parents and they're supporting their kids and they just got laid off, right? And they're the bread earner, or I'm sorry, the breadwinner. And to be in that situation is much worse. So I'm sorry if that's you. Um, I'm sure. I, I really hope nobody listening to this is in that situation, but that's just kind of the reality of life and Um, you know, it it was just really nice to kind of read that and say, hey, everything will happen in the time that you're recording. I know that a lot of people my age feel stuck. I feel stuck um, because I could very easily go and get a master's or go to continue school. But I feel like that's just an easy way out, especially when I'm not 100% sure of what I want to do. It's not fair for me to just go and do something just to do it. I think for me, I always try and have some type of purpose behind my actions. I think everyone should. I don't I don't know why you would act mindlessly. Um, but, I, yeah, I think the toughest thing is just being patient. And so um, that is just something that I wanted to put across to everybody. Anyhow, that's that. So now I'm going to answer your questions. So the first question I received uh, was talk about, not question, but like a command talk about stereotypes growing up Indian I've definitely talked about uh you know what it's like to be Indian and growing up in certain households and um kind of what the norm is being an Indian person um I have one perspective of it because I am a first generation Indian American growing up in a different country and my parents um you know came from India in 1995 and then they settled down in San Diego that's where I was born and raised Uh, And so I definitely grew up with a mix. And so this is my perspective. Like, obviously, there's tons of Indians around the world who live everywhere else. So that's just my disclaimer before I go into this. But where I grew up, I think what kind of stereotypes that people think. I mean, for sure, when I was a kid, I would get teased all the time. Like, oh, is your dad Gandhi? And people would be like, oh, like, what are you eating for lunch? Are you a curry? Or like, people will say, and I mean, this happens to everybody, I guess, maybe not white kids, but we make fun of white people too, in case you guys didn't know that. I mean, I do, but, you know, I think, um, you know, when you grow now I'm overthinking and I'm like, should I have said that? It's not that we don't make fun of white people, but it's like, okay, well, what are you going to have for lunch? Peanut butter jelly? It's like, (laughs) how do you make fun of a white person? I don't even know. But it's not about being white or being Indian or whatever. It's just like attaching these stereotypes to you. 
Um, I think Indian people have a, like some stereotypes, I'm just going to list them off. People think Indian people are cheap. People think Indian people are like kind of discount hoarders. And I would, I would say that's true to some extent. There's always a little bit of truth when it comes to stereotypes for sure. Um, and I think, uh, you know, another stereotype, I think another stereotype is like, obviously if you're Indian, you know, you want to have a very high paying job and you want to be some in a field that's technical. It's not very common to see an Indian in a creative field like drawing or art or, um, you know, music or all this stuff. And I think it's really sad. Like, I think that's really messed up because, I just wish that there was a little more acceptance of Indian people pursuing sports as a career or Indian, and I mean, there's 2 billion people, there's almost 2 billion people in India. You cannot sit here and tell me all of those 1.3, 1.4 billion people want to become computer engineers. That's just not true. I don't care who says what, that's just not true. That might be a secure job. But it's like, imagine if the world was just filled with people who were doctors or lawyers or computer engineers. We wouldn't have art. We wouldn't have music. We wouldn't have, you know, um, TV, Netflix actors. Like, Bollywood is such a big part of Indian culture. And when you don't have people in those fields, that's like literally two-thirds of the world is like the colors and I don't know, just like creative aspects of our world are so much more than we think they are. And I think Indian people have this kind of not a good tendency of kind of pushing people into being, you know, engineers or soft because it's safe because it's safe. Like you're it's a, it's immediately a high paying job. There's no kind of wavering lack of security, you know. I mean, and that's just not always true, I think, but for the most part, 90% of it's true. Like, I think what I've heard my own parents say several times is like telling my sister, like, why don't you become a biomedical engineer? Because then you'll come out having a very secure degree that's very coveted and you will end up making five to six figures in the long run. And I think the focus is kind of always on security and money. And I think it's because when your parents... Like when my parents came to the States, and I'm sure it's many other parents as well, when they come from any country or when you start out, money is always tight, right? Like it was always tight for most immigrant families. And I think that's always a big thing of concern. And so they kind of think of their experience and they say, oh, we didn't have a lot of money like when we came here and blah, blah, blah. I think you need to do this. So you're also financially secure. I will say like, when it comes to money, like financial security is, okay, money doesn't buy happiness. Okay, money isn't everything, but you can't have anything without it, right? So it's, of course, like there's so many rich people who are just alone and they may not be happy. I mean, Kate Spade killed herself, Robin Williams killed himself. You know, that's obviously not the end all be all. I think it definitely is important. I think I've definitely seen the difference, even in my own family. Like some days, you know, we've obviously like there was there were times where we were like, okay, like this is we have to just be careful on what we spend like in the past couple of whatever. And then, you know, days where we don't and and, and there is a difference. Right. So having money is so important and um, it's definitely an essential factor of life. It's very important to have. But, you know, I don't think it's everything. And I think. It's really tough because I've met a lot of people who say, 
you know, do your passions and do what you want to do and the money will come. And I really want to believe that. I do want to believe it. And I, I, I do believe it. A part of me does, but a part of me doesn't because I think my parents have always kind of made me think like, okay, like you want to be an artist? Like, wh- how are you going to make money? I think that's always the first kind of thing that people say. And I think like, I think it's possible. I think there's different types of art. I don't know what I'm talking about. But what I'm trying to say is I think it really depends on the person. It depends on your path. I think at the end of the day, when you're meant to do something, you're just meant to do it. You know, if you're like in Japan, there's like, you know, Murakami and all these different artists who are, and you know, Ghibli, Ghibli Studios, all these different artists who are so renowned and you know, have brought so much to this world that we wouldn't have without them. Imagine if they didn't, you know. Yeah, I think a movie for you guys, if um, you haven't seen it, it's called Three Idiots. It's a Bollywood movie. And it basically talks about that, where they are pushed to do engineering and computer science, these three guys who are college classmates, and how two of them hate it, and the other one loves it, and he's really good at it, and he always gets really good scores, but he doesn't stress because he loves what he's doing, and the other two are kind of like, I don't want to do this, Um, and so it's kind of about finding your passions and having your Indian stereotypical parents accept that, Um, and it's a very, very hard-inspired movie, and I would really, really recommend it. It's fantastic. Um, So yeah, I guess stereotypes about growing up Indian, I guess you know, you always are kind of expected to be a good speller because Indian people always will miss. I don't know what obsession Indian people have with spelling bees. Like, I just don't know. I'm the worst speller on the planet. I'm sure I've said this in an episode before. I misspelled the word gourmet in the eighth grade spelling bee. Mr. Lule was like, okay, Rhea, spell gourmet because they had to weed out the best spellers from each class. So he went around asking people how to spell, spell words like across the desks. And he said, okay, Rhea, spell gourmet. And I was like, okay, G-O-R-M-E-T. And he, and I was like 12. And he was like, which you should know how to spell gourmet at 12. And uh, he was like, he he was supposed to tell me to sit down, but I was the favorite, Avi. And he was like, uh, okay, I'm going to give you one more chance. How do you spell gourmet? And I looked at him and I was like, um, G-O-R-M-E-T. Just in case you didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> And uh, he was like, no. And I was like, what? And then I looked it up and it was G-O-U-R, guys. G-O-U-R-M-E-T. I didn't know that. It's really messed up. But anyway, so that was, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of stereotypes about growing up Indian. I think it's really awesome that we have Indian kind of influencers like Hassan Minhaj and Lily Singh who really, and Mindy Kaling who break the barrier and go into entertainment, especially in Hollywood, like Priyanka Chopra. Having that kind of um, influence, I think, really inspires people and, um, you know, people my age who may not necessarily want a traditional job or may not want to go into a corporate field have that ability to kind of venture out and have someone who looks like them um, to look up to. So that's just kind of talking about Indian stereotypes. The next question is, uh, can you talk about the top 10 places in SD to eat? And what to order and what makes it so good. Okay. For those who know me, you guys know I absolutely love food. I love eating food. I'm a huge foodie. The taste, just, I'm just all about it. Okay, food is, food is great. I don't care what anyone says, food is food. 
Um, top 10 places. I will tell you, Indian San Diego does not have great Indian food. If you're going to eat Indian food, it's going to be at my house. Um, Mexican food is tough. Uh, I would say, like, fast Mexican food. Roberto's, their California burrito, is to die for. Taco stand, that's, uh, their Mexican food is good. Roberto's is good. Taco stand is a place in La Jolla. Fantastic Oh my god, guys, the Mexican food there is so good. The line is out the door every single time. Um, they have the best chipotle sauce and the best mint-like sauce, too. And they have this al pastor taco, this spicy shrimp taco. And oh my god, guys, to die for. Like, seriously, so good. One of my favorite places. Orgas orgasmic food, literally. Um, what else is another top? Those are two places. Um... One of my other favorites that my friends and I really like to go to is Din Tai Fung. It's Taiwanese food. Um, they have the best Shaolong Bao. They have the best shrimp fried rice. Um, just amazing food, amazing service, always packed. You always have, like, there's always a line to go in. Um, and that's just one of my favorite spots as well. Um, I love getting the, um, spicy wontons which is like in that spicy oh my god you guys what the heck so good what's another place in san diego that i love um there's this place in pb that i actually tried only once with one of my friends um that was really good i think it's olive tree cafe or olive cafe it's like in mission beach and it's uh really just mom and pop like breakfast food um nice just homemade eggs like really just it was, doesn't even taste like restaurant food like it tastes like sunday morning brunch and breakfast olive is really really good um what's another one? Ooh, mm, san diego that was like four dude what can I am honestly a big fan of Rubio's, but I don't know if people like Rubio's. I love Rubio's. Um, oh, I love, uh, there's this restaurant near my house in Scripps Ranch called um, Kappa Sushi. It is a really small restaurant. Like, I don't like how there's almost, like, no tables ever, but it's literally one of the most fresh, like, most fresh sushi I've ever had, like, very very good sushi very high quality fish i miss sushi so much oh my god uh something funny that i was telling one of my friends is that in one of the languages i speak marathi what a subtle flex uh, marathi is a language from the state of maharashtra in india and my dad is maharashtran so i speak marathi as well and um in so sushi in japanese right means is like a Oh, a mix is like the food. It's obviously sushi. In Marathi, su means pee and she means poop. So literally in one of the other language I speak, sushi means pee poop. And um, I always think that's so funny for all my other Marathi people out there. Y'all know. Um, that is, I think that's just kind of it. Kappa sushi is really good. I love Kappa. Their edamame is really good. Um, their garlic, spicy garlic edamame. Um, and I just love their nigiri. is super, super good too. One of my favorite bar slash restaurants to go to is Water Bar. 
I have had dinner with my friends there a few times and their drinks are really good too. Um, and their French fries, oh my God, guys, their truffle fries are is to die for. And they have amazing Brussels sprouts. For you guys who, for those of you who don't know, I'm a diehard fan of ketchup. I have a serious ketchup issue. Um, I like eat a lot of it and I like when I it's like you know how you kind of dip it in ketchup I like pour ketchup on my food and I eat the like it's just not good um I love condiments like ketchup ranch mustard like I'm all about that so I need like two of each with my fries so I can finish the fries with all the condiments it's it's a mess um I don't like mayo though um that's water bar is really good that's in pacific beach i love their truffle fries their brussels sprouts are really good um they have a really good like thai vegetarian curry um which is super super delicious i can't talk about food anymore but that's just kind of those just kind of some of my favorite spots okay next question thoughts on tiktok favorite memory from college being 22 and how it's a pivotal point in your life I am 21, so, uh, and I'm happy that I'm kind of in the younger batch because I don't know what's going to happen in the next year or so in terms of getting a job. Um, I think it is a very pivotal point in your life because I think that once you graduate college, you have all these different avenues you can go, you can pick up. And I always just think people who have the courage to just pack up their shit and go to Europe or pack up, I would love to do that, but I am a wimp and I don't have the courage to do that. Although I absolutely would, but I don't want to kill my parents. I think if I do that, they would have a heart attack. And I think this goes back to being the stereotypes of growing up Indian. What Indian do you know who packs up their bags and goes to Europe? It's just not a thing. Um, even though I would like love to do that and just start a new life there. Um, and I would be so happy. I know I would be. But let's see. You know, I want to go there the right way. And um, I don't know, guys. But anyway, so thoughts on TikTok, favorite memory. Okay, so let's talk about this. Okay, what do I think about TikTok? Mm, I think TikTok is a shittier version of, of Vine. Um, I think the fact that it's so... I think that the fact that it's so, like, tuned to music and, like, that you it's like making these dances and these things to music I guess you can make other things like my sister's like oh I saw this thing on TikTok which is like how you make something or whatever like I guess you could but I feel like Vine when you have six seconds like you can do very easy comedic bits on there and I think there's a lot more potential on Vine um TikTok I just feel like I don't own one I don't have one I just think it's like like, I think the last trend I'm going to hop on on one was Snapchat. Like, even I have friends of mine who are, like, a year or two younger than me who only use Snapchat to communicate. My sister only uses Snapchat to communicate with her friends. And I think it's so strange. Like, I call, I FaceTime, I text, but I don't even like texting. And um, I... Maybe call me old, like, whatever, but I just don't, I will never download a TikTok. I don't want it, and I just think it's not, it's past my, like, my generate, like, it's not me anymore, you know? Um, I think, I think it's very interesting how people now, like, Drake and, um, again, guys, look at the time. Military time, 1441. Like, what does this mean? What does this pattern mean? Oh, my gosh. 
whatever I need to start meditating more um I was saying that I think it's very interesting how artists these days frame their music to be hits on TikTok I think it's absolutely true I think Drake I don't know if you guys heard this but Drake basically had um met with choreographers to come up with the Tootsie slide which is pathetic because it's the easiest dance to do like I think anybody who's handicapped could even do it it's literally a joke um it's so it's like come up with something a little more complicated if you're going to be playing like if you're going to be paying choreographers to come up with a cool dance you know uh what's another one that's good um yeah I just think it's interesting how a lot of the music these days is so tailored towards it blowing up on TikTok because that's how you get the plays and I don't know if you guys are hearing this but people are making songs catchy and short like they're not making it three minutes they're making it a minute and a half two minutes so there's more streams on it because and then you make more money that way so if it's a if it's a shorter song but the song is catchy you want to listen to it over and you're like damn it the song's over and you start it again right that's how they get more streams it's very very slimy and a little creative i will say Um, that's just my thought on TikTok. My favorite memory from college. You know, I was thinking a lot about this because my college, I'm going to be done with school in two weeks. Um, and I don't know. I always, I will say, I wish I didn't live at home. Uh, and I know people say, Hey, don't have regrets in your life, blah, blah, blah. And I was talking to my mom about this and I was like, if I have a kid and he, he or she has that opportunity to go outside, uh, and not live at home for college, I would definitely force that person I mean my that person my kid to to leave the house um and I and I wish I did and um I I wish I had that experience to live with other people blah blah blah. and obviously I stayed at home because it's just financially smarter and I live in San Diego more comfortable etc um but I will say like I I think that being said I think everybody does make the best they can of their college experience and and people make the most of what they have if they want to I will say my 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 mom was like even though you lived at home like that didn't stop you from going out to parties and having fun and meeting people and like you know having the experience of studying abroad and making a bunch of friends and blah 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 and she's like think about all these other people who lived in the dorms but stayed indoors and like didn't have that opportunity to go out and even though you stayed at home you still made your mark and still made the most of the university that you could and I think she's absolutely right like I definitely did make the most and honestly I came home to sleep like I would leave the house in the morning I would spend the whole day at work whole day at school with my friends going from house to house like just running around you know um I think it would have been very I think a big skill I lack is the inability to live with others like not that I'm stubborn or I can't like I was like compromise compromise but I think that I definitely don't know what it's like to live with someone and share like I my sister and I shared a bathroom for a while but I've had my own bathroom I've had my own space I've had my own room you know I've lived a very very blessed life um and so I think but but I'm very much ready to do that I'm looking for an opportunity now where I can move to a new city have a roommate learn what it's like because you need to know what that's like to be able to value what you have for sure I agree with that statement so I agree with my own statement. Good one. Um, but yeah, so I think I think I my favorite memory from college is very hard to say, but obviously study abroad was a huge highlight for me. Um, 
Uh, and I think one of my other favorite memories from college was when I started the Bollywood dance team. I started um, a Bollywood dance team with a friend of mine, Sashi, if you're listening, um, in, in USD. And we had an amazing group of friends who all were, were all Indian, we, or one of a few of us weren't. But we all say, like shared the same culture. We would get junk food at like 1 in the morning and, you know, just live that life. And, uh, you know, of course there's drama that came with it. But I think overall, like I think that was a really beautiful time in all of our lives. And I was really excited that I got to create that space for everyone. Um, and we all got to dance and do something we really love. So it was, it was so fun. That was a really, really fun time. And I miss those days for sure. Um, and now everyone's in a different spot. Um, so yeah, uh, thoughts on TikTok, favorite memory from college being 22 and it's a pivotal point in terms of it being a pivotal point in my life. I think like I said at the beginning of this episode, like everyone has their own timing, etc. But I do think when you're kind of at a crossroads and there's new plans and you have to kind of figure out where you're going to be going, um, you know, I think it is pivotal because you kind of make that decision. Like every decision you make in your life leads to another one. And you always wonder, hey, if I had done something differently, where would I be today? Right. I, I definitely struggle with that. Um, and I think about that all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, I think it is a very pivotal point in your life, but I think anything can be pivotal if you want it to be, if you want it, if you, if you go a certain way and you're like, Hey, I hate what I'm doing. I hate my job. I know people who are lawyers and are like, okay, I'm just going to be a hippie. You know, if you, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you can always change your life the way you want it, the way you want it to. Um, so I think it's not only being 22, it's just being in life is pivotal. Um, okay, next question. Will people be timid when this all ends or will they go nuts? That's a great question. Um, I think it depends on your mentality. I think for me, I think I will timidly go nuts. Um, I will definitely, uh, you know, I don't think I'm gonna see myself in a bar or any crowded space for that matter for a very long time. I think people need to start opening things up at half capacity and maintain social distancing while going out. I think people will definitely, um, start seeing their friends again, etc. Um, but I'm not really sure if people are going to go nuts in the sense that just like immediately, you know, go to El Prez and just like sip out of each other's frosés and, you know, just cough on each other. I think El Prez is like these bars in PB are the number one breeding ground um, for COVID and any kind of disease, to be honest, mm, STDs included. Uh, but I think it really depends on the mentality, but I think there's going to be a combination of both. And I think the people that go nuts are going to ruin it for the people who are timid. But I think there has to be some kind of like sanitary measures that are taken in place. It's going to be a slow progress, that's for sure. So Okay, next question. What's your daily quarantine routine? Okay. I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I am usually up by like 9.30 when I really should be up by like 7.30 to start working by 8, but I'm, I just wake up at 9.30 and I start. Um, 
I'm usually up by then and then I work. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are pretty like busy because I have school and work and stuff and I have a bunch of group projects like a million and two so I have to like meet with the, my teammates and do all of that stuff and that's really frustrating and annoying but don't take it for granted because one day it's not going to be there so just do it. Um, I do sleep really late unfortunately. I think my normal bedtime now is like 2.30 or 3 in the morning even though I wish it was earlier but I'm literally wide awake at 2 a.m. Um, and I feel like there's a new quarantine time zone. Like 2 p.m. is like normal bedtime for most people. So it's like the new 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. It's the new midnight. I don't know. Um, and my family and I have every meal together. We cook a lot. Um, and we, my parents go on walks every day. I go on walks with them sometimes as well. I really was spending a lot of time in the beginning working out. And then I just kind of stopped and I really need to work out more um, and kind of like stay active. But I've been trying to like limit my caloric intake and track what I eat so I can like don't overdo it and just like stuff my face with some shit. Um, so that's just kind of what my parents, I need to stop saying um. That's what my parents do. That's what I do. We're all in home together. Uh, San Diego just recently opened up their golf courses. So people are going out and playing golf and that's something my sister uh, does as well. And that's just kind of it. You know, I spend, I have read a book already in quarantine and I recommend this book to you guys. Um, it's called Get the Guy by Matthew Hussey. He's a dating life advice coach. And, um, one of my friends was reading it and she was like, Rhea, oh my God, it's life changing. Like it gives you so much insight, blah, blah, blah. You got to read it. And I was like, whatever. So I was like, maybe I will. Right. So I started reading it and it's actually very insightful the way guys think and like, um, kind of teaches you how to be confident in how to be confident in yourselves. Kind of like how to date. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it's just kind. Of, it's a very easy and interesting read. Uh, I think there's absolutely no manual or no book that can be a replacement for experience. I think experience will always teach you the most. Um, but I, it's it's a very interesting read. If you guys want to read it again, it's called Get the Guy by Matthew Hussey. And he kind of is like your guy best friend who tells you, hey, he's not texting you back because of this or like he's this is what he's thinking when he says this or like and it, it's not really about like how to get a boyfriend. It's like kind of letting you in because men and women think differently. That's just like a fact. And women think of certain things a certain way. And men think of it as, as a certain way. And it really just teaches you kind of how to approach certain situations and like what a guy actually means when he does something or it really opens up your horizons into the male mind and I think it's a very interesting and easy read I'm not I'm almost done with it I think I have like 30 pages left um but that's been a really fun thing that I've been doing during quarantine um another thing that I uh really have been doing I've, I started re-watching friends again on an illegal website called watchfriendsonline.eu you have to watch it on incognito because sometimes when you press play, like Pornhub opens up and it's a whole thing. Um, it's like a very horribly coded website. So there's a ton of pop-ups. Uh, but I have been watching rewatching Friends. Uh, and you know what I will say about Friends? Oh my goodness. That show hits so different when you're actually in your 20s. Because you watch it when you're younger and you're like, oh my god, look at all these issues. But everything that those characters go through is literally real life stuff. Like you know, quitting your job when you're like, oh my God, this job sucks. Like, and then having to work like shitty jobs and pay your dues and then 
slowly moving up like I think one of the most interesting things I saw was Rachel's career jump and how like she started in a coffee house and then she was sitting at Monica's work and the guy next to her was Mark and he tells her you know hey he overhears her conversation says hey I might be able to help you this is real life I mean it totally happens right like how you just happen to meet someone who knows someone who can help you and you get connected and I mean that really is how I've been kind of noticing how things happen by chance um, and so I uh, will definitely recommend anybody who kind of feels like they're like, oh my God, my life is blah, blah, blah. Like I would watch Friends because it's really, it's a, it's a comedic show and it's definitely has its, I mean, it's Friends guys. I mean, it's Friends. It's just a great show. Um, it is a little sexist. I will say that was a conversation I had with a few of my friends, which was like, you know, um, it was made in the nineties. Women are kind you know, I, I think a lot of shows have that element though. So that's kind of my quarantine routine. The days go by quickly, but some days by, go by slower. Um, I wake up pretty late. That's just it's pretty going well. Someone asked me. <laughs> I was wondering if I should uh, put this in or not, but I'm going to. Uh, somebody said, do you watch porn? And I think my answer to that is ask yourself that question. And whatever your answer is, that's my answer as well. Um, someone said, talk about boys. Okay. Boys are cool. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are boys. And um, I, my father is a boy. I'm just kidding. Um, boys are cool. I don't really have much of a love life to discuss, to be honest. And even if I did, I'm not really sure if I would put it on a podcast. But um, I think, I think, you know, I think uh, one of the toughest things in terms of being in your 20s and I think also one of the most exciting things is like you know you never know kind of who you meet I think everyone's always kind of like I I think a lot of people that I've spoken to and I'm sure like at some at some points I've even felt is like man I just wish I was married and I knew who I was going to be with and it wasn't that perfect relationship already but I just think that you there is a there is a um reason why we go through the relationships we go through and and all that stuff and I think it's important to have those experiences so you can appreciate the really great relationship because if you don't know how shitty people are and if you don't go through the bad relationships um, I think this is another stereotypical thing of Indian people is I think the concept of dating in Indian culture is very new because obviously we have this arranged marriage um phenomena and I think my my mom is totally all for dating she's like I think you need to date and I am 100% about that because I I definitely know a lot I've seen every example I've talked about this before where I've seen arranged marriages work really well um and I've seen arranged marriages not work and I've seen love marriages like obviously when you knew the person to work obviously um, interracial marriages, I've seen them work. I've seen interracial marriages and racial, like same race marriages not work. So my kind of philosophy on the whole thing is like, you know, there's a lot, I think in this world, it's so hard to find nice people sometimes. And, um, for me, I think I, obviously it's much easier when the person is your race and speaks your language all this stuff but it doesn't matter if that person is a piece of shit right you want somebody who can respect you and I would rather marry somebody who wasn't my race who 
takes the initiative to learn things about my culture and learn my language and you know uh watch bollywood movies with me then somebody who is indian but doesn't speak a word of hindi and doesn't really care um you know so it's it's it really just depends on the person i think is what i've seen with my own real life like with my eyes and um i think at the end of the day for me my criteria if that's the question i don't know she's talk about boys is pretty vague but is just you know it's all about the chemistry and the respect and the ability to grow together and I haven't really been in a super serious relationship ever so I can't really talk much about that but I do um something I do a lot that I think is very important is I think it's very important to observe other people in their relationships and see kind of listen to people when they talk about their relationships and have friends who are in relationships so you can learn from that as well because everything you observe and see is all a learning experience whether you're in it or not and that's just my take on the matter but thank you guys so much for all your questions this episode ended up going pretty long um but that's just because you guys really helped me I really didn't know what to talk about so um something very cool is coming out next Sunday I'm so excited to get that started and talk to you guys about it but again thank you so much for listening to Sassy Sundays with Ree I hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful week uh stay positive please social distance please please guys like please wash your hands like please Please social distance because honestly, like when you, it's it's the same thing when you're in kindergarten and there's that one kid who doesn't freaking listen and the whole class has to pay the price for it. Don't be that kid. All right, guys. Take care. Bye.